0: What happened last fall is I was teaching um, my communication courses and this particular group of students were all first-year students and I asked them a question. I said, I want you actually, instead of just doing your first speech on on who you are right and introducing yourself to us i want to know i want you to answer the question why does your faith matter
1: hmm very interesting
0: and as you know here at this university you know at george fox we welcome people of all all faith and all backgrounds so i had a caveat to that if that they if they weren't believers in jesus that they still had to talk about their faith journey because Hmm. i believe that all of us everyone is has We have faith in something, right? Mm
1: -hmm, mm -hmm. That's really interesting. So did – I'm curious to know, like, how many people looked at it as their faith was this objective thing outside of themselves Mm. versus how many of them looked at it from an internal perspective?
0: Well, that's actually a great question. And I I was – shocked, as you will be, at their responses and the stories I heard. Oh,
1: and so are we talking about that too? A little bit, yes, because
0: okay, cool. that's actually what was the catalyst for me uh, making the decision to go ahead and just finish the book. Okay. because Had I, you started the I book? had started okay. it twice. Okay. In fact, um I don't know if you remember, but you and I had a conversation on the phone. I do remember this. About overcoming and mm. and winning and not living in defeat. And my team at that point, I had a group of interns helping me. We spent some time interviewing people. I, I put it on my uh, website or something, and all these people would come by, and we interviewed them, and we recorded it. Mm. And they told us about how they were overcomers and how their faith um, helped them in times of terrible duress. Mm. And so when I went to start writing it, I would come up short.
1: That's right. You were struggling mm-hmm. with the book, and then you something happened, yes. And then the book like wrote itself faster, yes. Okay, and so that we we're gonna, get there. We're, okay, gonna cool. get there, we're gonna get there. So, wow. I think it's what a important.
0: So, I think what's that?
1: I said, What a buildup! <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> I just think it's really important to um. Talk about the story because of how it happened. I think sometimes, especially as creators, we think, oh, I've just got to set these goals and Mm. I need to get this done. Um, And, you know, this is going to be my next project, which is great. And we need it. But but again, we have to listen Mm -hmm. um, to what's going on inside of us Mm. and what's going on around us. Mm. And that's really what happened for me last fall.
1: Interesting. And as these students were sharing. Yes. Oh, interesting. And
0: I wasn't prepared for that.
1: Huh. So what was it that was like the point where you had this point of realization it sounds like Yeah. What how did that happen? Is it was there a particular story or was it a particular um theme with the stories?
0: So you remember how you just said something happened and you stopped writing that book? Yes.
1: Okay. Okay. So tell us about that. I want to know. The
0: things that happened for me were more were more personal. Okay. And that I suddenly um just kept feeling like a failure hmm. and I was like, what is this? Where is this coming from and and it was and it was coming from it was outside events that were causing me to feel something inside okay that I had never felt before huh. I have always been a person of faith um, and when I say faith, I talk about like an inner confidence in in who God says he is mm-hmm. and what he's going to do mm. that's always just been something that, has been a gift, mm-hmm. but that for a season last, last spring really was taken from me. Mm-hmm. And I was able to be, I, I articulated, I feel like I have failed.
1: You know, okay. Can I stop you there? Sure. Okay. Cause, um, you and I have a similar sort of experience in, in a way that, and I, and I want to ask you this question. Mm-hmm. So do you feel like. The way God works sometimes, Mm -hmm. I would actually say most of the time, Mm -hmm. is that you have to kind of become the person God needs you to Mm. be in order to do the thing he needs you to do. Uh,
0: That is a true statement, Rob, but I didn't know that at the time that was what was happening. Okay. So,
1: yes. But what it – and my reason for talking about this is Mm -hmm. what do you think it was that you needed to go through to get to this Uh. point? i can tell you what it was okay
0: at the bottom at mm. the at the darkest point at mm-hmm. the darkest place i heard god say to me do you think your presence is stronger than mine mm. and i was very taken aback by that because let's going back to r8 mm-hmm. we do that is how god has created us right and i I I was so taken back by that question because I was facing circumstances that I could not control that were that were that was happening to me. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, then let your presence please be stronger Then Mm -hmm. you know, it was sort of like I was wrestling with him in a different way. But it really was an admittance to that. Yeah, I guess I think I am the one who needed to take charge of this and figure this
1: out. Mm-hmm. And which, when, which is very much an age yes, role.
0: Yes, it and, is
1: and you have a whole life experience of that working out.
0: A, a whole life, especially with those particular circumstances
1: mm-hmm.
0: But when that when I when I worked through that question last summer a lot, it was it was a it was a it was a uh, like kind of a refining mm-hmm. and it was allowing me to sit down inside for a while. And, and watch God be stronger than me. Hmm. That's a big deal. Because,
1: yeah, cause, yeah. Well, it, all of a sudden it becomes more about God. Yes. And what God can do rather than what you can do. Yes. Hmm.
0: And that's when he turned the this i because i knew that he had given me the assignment to write of what it takes to win meaning let me explain what i mean by
1: that and that is the title of your book that
0: well that's where that's where i started but really what when as i did the research on this uh idea of prosperity and success uh especially from the old and old testament it's a flourishing that's the word Mm. that i've landed on okay it's a flourishing meaning uh One's proper place before their creator. Hmm. When we have a proper perspective of ourself in the presence of God, that's flourishing. That's actually the definition of prosperity from Joshua.
1: Hmm. Okay. And
0: that's when God, that was his, confront. I mean, we're, we're, God treats us, right, as eights. I believe sometimes we, you and I, particularly, he shows us that side of him.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He comes to us and challenges us. hmm and I like that about him.
1: Mm, yeah. No, you know I what I'm saying? I agree. I totally know what you're saying. Absolutely. And
0: he's not, he's not afraid of our questions. He's not afraid of our challenges.
1: Well, and in my experience, um, I have like what I call a, you know, you, you climb all these mountains and you're just, you're a mountain climber, hmm. right? And then finally you fall off the mountain, <laughs> right? Yeah. And then you think you've died. And now God's saying, "Finally, you're yes,
0: alive." Yes, that's a great way. Yes, <laughs> right? finally. Like
1: you were really good at climbing mountains, but you know who's even better? <laughs>
0: <Right>? <laughs> that's so good. Yeah.
1: So anyway, you get you got to this point. Yeah. Um. But what were some of the circumstances that led to that? Because you mentioned this class, and you yeah. mentioned these. This. You. How did you come up with the idea of saying, "Hey, why don't you share"? What what your faith means?
0: So that when I realized that the sense of failure was causing me to, to, not question my faith, but it did cause me to ask myself, Pam, where's, where's your faith? What's going on here? Did your faith fail you? Hmm. You know that sort of thing. That's when I when I faced my students that fall, I wanted to ask them, why does your faith matter? Because I wanted to hear from them. The questions I was asking, why So, is my so you wanted matter? to know
1: for your own benefit in some ways. <laughs> well. <laughs> Do you well, think? Do you think maybe?
0: I'm, I'm probably always. That's how I learn. Mm. And that's how I build relationship with people is through, so tell me how you. Mm-hmm. And because it was a communications course and I'm a communicator, I wanted to hear how they would articulate, how they would say it.
1: Hmm. Okay. Because
0: in some ways, Rob, part of what made me feel like a failure was I felt silenced, hmm. in the way I was talking about my faith. Okay. And I, I do gain a lot of energy from listening to younger people. I just hmm. do. And so, as they, as each of my students took the stage, so to speak. And how many students are there? Uh, there's there's about fifty. Wow. So this is from Quite, the, yeah, quite a few stories. From, from, yeah. So I got to hear, and they first had to write it to me before they could speak it. Hmm. So one night, so that night I was excited. I had uploaded all their assignments. And I mean, I'm one of these weird professors that I actually look forward to reading what they put on there. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm interested to get to know each person. Hmm. And by the end of my two hours of reading the first class, I was weeping.
1: Hmm. I
0: had no idea in the... I teach every other year sometimes because of the speaking and the writing. I had not taught for an entire... So this was... Two years later, I hadn't taught, hmm. okay? The culture had changed that much. And I actually even have some of the things that they said about their faith that I thought maybe I could read if we have a time. But yeah. but I heard confusion. I heard I long for God. That's why I came to the school, but I don't have a faith yet. Hmm. I heard there's no way I can have Faith, because of my past,
1: hmm. not good enough.
0: Right, not good enough. Or I, I have too much baggage. Um, my parents stopped taking me to church. I wish they would have taken me to church. Hmm. I, I wasn't prepared for their for the admittance of longing for the faith, but not knowing how to get there.
1: You know what's really interesting about that is just. They're. It sounds like they were pretty vulnerable.
0: Very vulnerable. And
1: they knew that they were going to share this with the rest of the class. Yes. So they and that they even had a desire to. Because I remember I took speech in college. (laughs) Yeah. And of course we picked topics that had nothing to do with us. Right. (laughs) Right? We were talking about external stuff. Right. But the fact that somebody would be or that a group that size. Mm Hmm would be hungry enough or willing enough to take the risk?
0: Well, that was an assignment, don't forget.
1: So okay. they did have to but do it. But they didn't have to tell you intimate details. They could have made stuff up that's or, true. or left, they could out, have, they could left have. out facts.
0: you were right. But, you know, that's one thing, Rob, I'd say that's different. Hmm. Uh, when it comes to talking about themselves, they everyone in that room would know if they weren't telling the truth.
1: Now, so that's very interesting Mm -hmm. because that sounds like a generational difference. Yes, it is.
0: And when you think about, I don't know about you, but my growing up in, you know, I went to Liberty University. Mm -hmm. I grew up during the, you know, Bible Belt times in in that part of the South. There was a lot of outward, you know, appearance of what faith was to be. Mm -hmm. And even as a young person, I, I rebelled against it. I couldn't quite articulate it when I was real young, but the generation we are in now, they would not tolerate that for a second.
1: So you're saying that there's more of a standard of authenticity to some yes. degree. So okay, now people listening to this mm-hmm. are going to say, "So if that's the case, Pam, mm-hmm. why is it not true in like social media?" Because this is a group that is also raised up in social media, which everybody says is the most inauthentic thing.
0: And that's why I want to talk to you today. Oh, interesting. Okay. Mm -hmm. Wow. Because I think it's time for us to take responsibility about the way we're talking about our faith. Okay. And the more that we, when I I mean we, I mean all of us. I'm not going to put an age on this. I'm not going to put a gender on this. I'm not even going to put a theological background on this. Okay. I believe that the the more we talk about faith that is for everyone and we talk about what real when let's how do you even define faith?
1: Yeah, I was just going to okay, say where just, do we begin? let's
0: just go there. So so if so faith really, right, is the evidence of things not seen. Okay? Um it is what pleases God. Faith is who God says he is. And what and what God promises to do, that's that's faith. Faith is not going to church, reading our Bibles, doing service, and working on social justice. That might be the outcome of some faith, but that's actually not how Scripture defines faith. Hmm. And we have had a conversation a public conversation somehow that has m- confused. Uh, the culture of what faith is.
1: So, so are you trying to say that faith we have not internalized faith enough that it's it is it's we've gotten to these external aspects of faith. Y- yes. Rather than focusing on the internal aspects?
0: Yes, and you know why we have because we think we're responsible for our faith. That was one oh, of the things that came out over and over in my students. Oh, interesting. And get what does what? Here's what I would say is well, first of all. God initiates our faith. Right. I, I'm not, I didn't create my faith. You didn't create your faith. And so I actually believe that, that you, that when God initiates your faith and you have, if you actually have turned to him and said yes to him, you can't lose that. Hmm. And a lot, what I heard over and over was, I don't, I want more faith. I don't know how to get it. Hmm. Well, if we're going to talk about true spiritual faith in Jesus, he's responsible for transforming your faith. We do have responsibility in it, which we'll get to a little Mm -hmm. bit, but that to me is the greatest lie, is that I have to somehow conform to some standard or make my life look a certain way so that I can be a person of faith.
1: And so you're saying that that's what ties into this social media inauthenticity is that I have to create an image that isn't true about me in order to be accepted.
0: Absolutely. In fact, one of my daughters came home from high school one day, and she was really troubled by something, and she was talking to me about one of her friends. And I said, oh, but, you know, so-and-so, you know, aren't they this way? And she said, Mom, I'm going to tell you something. She said, you think she's so great. She said, and— What's fascinating is every morning on her Instagram, she puts a picture of her coffee mug, her Bible's open, and her journal. And yet when she's out on the soccer field, she is the meanest girl you've ever met. In fact, she's so hypocritical, I don't want anything to do with her anymore. Hmm. And that right there, um, that's a problem.
1: So it sounds like, I, I'm curious to know from your perspective, yeah. how much image, hmm. uh, you know, because think about. I just think about that Nike um, campaign years and years ago with Andre Agassi where it's image is everything. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. But what's... You know (laughs) what's interesting about that? Yeah. Is that that got um, inculcated into the culture. Huh. And then then we created technology around it. Inadvertently, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. But you had this ability Mm. to control your image. Because think about this, Pam. I mean, like, we're getting on in years. But... (laughs) Let's say, let's say a couple of decades ago, yeah, people were not talking about personal branding, right? Okay, okay, and so hmm. you have a whole culture that was not actually acclimated to this image concept. Hmm. It was thrust upon them, hmm. um, and so what what it sounds like when you when you're describing this is this management of yes. your image. Which creates this sort of vacuum Mm -hmm. of the authentic aspects Mm -hmm. of who you really are. And like you just said, people see it. Yes. But we're not talking about it. Because everybody knows. Everybody knows now. Like, I joke around with my wife. I said, hey, what do you notice about this photo on social media? This is, like, one of my favorite things to do. Okay. And she's like, oh, she looks fantastic. And I said, yeah. But did you notice the other people in the photo? And it's like their child looks like <laughs> their face is contorted and all this stuff. I said now, why was this photo chosen? <laughs> because she has the light shining perfectly on her and her hair is slightly blowing in the wind. But if she were to choose the photo for the for the mm. family, she wouldn't have her son looking contorted like this. That's good. you know what I'm saying yeah. And then you think about like how many photos did this person go through? How long did it take? Yeah. And we were at Disneyland not that long ago, and there was this girl who was doing, like, what looked like an intro video. Must have been 30 times at Disneyland where she was, like, moving, and I'm gesturing, showing right, right, my hand right, moving right, right. up. And she was just doing this over yeah. and over. And, yeah, like, you had this expression on your face of, like, uh, sad, That's pathetic. Sad. Um, mm-hmm. and it was, mm-hmm. but that goes to the point you're making there. There's this image management mm-hmm. that's going on. And now you're saying that there's this real gap. Yeah,
0: absolutely.
1: So, and so you discovered con- And
0: so, the, and it's, and it's caused confusion, hmm. but it, and, and I think, and it's caused a confusion in identity.
1: Interesting. So they, they form an identity in this image. Mm-hmm. And then it creates this confusion with their actual identity. But do they have an actual identity? In your
0: well, we all have an actual identity, right?
1: But I mean, one that they're uh, they're actively aware of.
0: They're trying to find it, Rob. That's okay. what, That's where. That's why I feel like almost a sense of if I can use. it, I mean, I almost felt angry about it. Hmm. Like we can't just stand here and hope they can figure this out, right? we need to talk about it differently we need to be innovative we have to change the way and i believe the church needs to change the way that she talks about faith what happened last fall is i was teaching um, my communication courses and this particular group of students were all first year students and i asked them a question i said i want you actually instead of just doing your first speech on on who you are right and introducing yourself to us i want to know i want you to answer the question why does your faith
1: matter hmm very interesting
0: and as you know here at this university you know at george fox we welcome people of all all faith and all backgrounds so i had a caveat to that if that they if they weren't believers in jesus that they still had to talk about their faith journey because Hmm. i believe that all of us everyone is has we have faith in something, right?
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's really interesting. So did – I'm curious to know, like, how many people looked at it as their faith was this objective thing outside of themselves mm. versus how many of them looked at it from an internal perspective?
0: Well, that's actually a great question, and I, I was – shocked as you will be at their responses and the stories i
1: heard oh and so are we talking about that a little bit yes
0: because that's actually what was the catalyst for me uh making the decision to go ahead and just finish the book okay because had you started i had started it twice okay in fact um i don't know if you remember but you and i had a conversation on the phone do you remember this about overcoming and mm. and winning and not living in defeat and my team at that point i had a group of interns helping me we spent some time interviewing people i, I put it on my uh website or something and all these people would come by and we interviewed them and we recorded it mm. and they told us about how they were overcomers and how their faith um helped them in times of terrible duress mm. and so when i went to start writing it i would come up short
1: that's right. You were struggling mm-hmm. with the book and then you something happened. Yes. And then the book like wrote itself faster. Yes. Okay. And so that we we're going to get this? there. We're okay, going to get cool. there. Cool. All right. so, wow. I what a so I think it's important.
0: So I think what's
1: that? I said what a build up. <laughs> yeah.
0: I just think it's really important to um Talk about the story because of how it happened. I think sometimes, especially as creators, we think, oh, I've just got to set these goals and Mm -hmm. I need to get this done. Um, And, you know, this is going to be my next project, which is great. And we need it. But but again, we have to listen Mm -hmm. um, to what's going on inside of us Mm -hmm. and what's going on around us. Mm -hmm. And that's really what happened for me last fall.
1: Interesting. And as these students were sharing. Yes. Oh, interesting. And
0: I wasn't prepared for
1: that. Huh. So, what was it that was like the point where you had this point of realization? It sounds like, yeah. What? How did that happen? Is it was there a particular story, or was it a particular um, theme with the stories?
0: So, you remember how you just said something happened and you stopped writing that book?
1: Yes. Okay. Okay. So, tell us about that. I want to know the
0: things that happened for me were more were more personal. Okay. And that I suddenly um just kept feeling like a failure hmm. and I was like, what is this where is this coming from and and it was and it was coming from it was outside events that were causing me to feel something inside okay that I had never felt before huh. I have always been a person of faith um, and when I say faith I talk about like an inner confidence in in who God says he is mm-hmm. and what he's going to do mm. that's always just been something that, has been a gift, mm-hmm. but that for a season last, last spring really was taken from me mm-hmm. and I was able to be, I, I articulated, I feel like I have failed.
1: You know, okay. Can I stop you there? Sure. Okay. Cause, um, you and I have a similar sort of experience in, in a way that, and I, and I want to ask you this question. Mm-hmm. So do you feel like The way God works sometimes, Mm -hmm. I would actually say most of the time, Mm -hmm. is that you have to kind of become the person God needs you to Mm -hmm. be in order to do the thing he needs you to do. Uh,
0: That is a true statement, Rob, but I didn't know that at the time that was what was happening. Okay.
1: So yes. But what it – and my reason for talking about this is what do you think it was that you needed to go through to get to this point? i can tell you what it was okay
0: at the bottom at mm. the at the darkest point mm-hmm. at the darkest place i heard god say to me do you think your presence is stronger than mine mm. and i was very taken aback by that because let's going back to r8 mm-hmm. we do that is how god has created us right and i I, I was so taken back by that question because I was facing circumstances that I could not control that were that were that was happening to me.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I was like, well, then let your presence please be stronger Then mm-hmm. you know, it was sort of like I was wrestling with him in a different way. But it really was an admittance to that. Yeah, I guess I think I am the one who. Needed to take charge of this and
1: figure this out, mm-hmm. and which, when, which is very much an age yes, role.
0: Yes, it and, is,
1: and you have a whole life experience of that working out.
0: A, a whole life, especially with those particular circumstances.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But when that, when I, when I worked through that question last summer, a lot, it was, it was a, it was a, it was a uh, like kind of a refining, mm-hmm. and it was allowing me to sit down inside for a while. And, and watch God be stronger than me. Hmm. That's a big deal. Yeah. Cause, cause, yeah.
1: Well, it, all of a sudden it becomes more about God. Yes. And what God can do rather than what you can do. Yes. Hmm.
0: And that's when he turned the this, I because I knew that he had given me the assignment to write of what it takes to win. Meaning, and let me explain what I mean by that. And that is the
1: title of your book. That
0: well, that's where I, that's that where I the started. Okay. But really what when as I did the research on this uh, idea of prosperity and success, uh, especially from the olden Old Testament, it's a flourishing. That's the word mm. that I've landed on. Okay. It's a flourishing, meaning uh, one's proper place before their creator. Hmm. When we have a proper perspective of ourselves in the presence of God, that's flourishing. That's actually the definition of prosperity from Joshua. Hmm. Okay, and that's when God—that was his confront. I mean, we're, we're, God treats us right as eights. I believe sometimes we, you and I, particularly, He shows us that side of Him. Mm-hmm. He comes to us and challenges us, mm-hmm. and I like that about Him.
1: Mm yeah no, you know I know what I'm saying. I agree. I totally know what you're saying absolutely and
0: he's not he's not afraid of our questions. He's not afraid of our challenges.
1: well, and in my experience, um I have like what I call a you know you you climb all these mountains and you're just you're a mountain climber, hmm. right and then finally, you fall off the mountain, <laughs> right yeah, and then you think you've died. And now God's saying, "Finally, you're alive." Yes,
0: that's a great way. <laughs> yes, right? finally. Like you
1: were really good at climbing mountains, but you know who's even better? <laughs>
0: <Right>? <laughs> that's so good. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so anyway, you get you got to this point. Yeah. Um. But what were some of the circumstances that led to that? Because you mentioned this class, and you yeah. mentioned these. This. You. How did you come up with the idea of saying, "Hey, why don't you share"? What what your faith means.
0: So that when I realized that the sense of failure was causing me to, to not question my faith, but it did cause me to ask myself, Pam, where's, where's your faith? What's going on here? Did your faith fail you? Hmm. You know, that sort of thing. That's when I, when I faced my students that fall, I wanted to ask them, why does your faith matter? Because I wanted to hear from them. The questions I was asking, why is So, my so you wanted matter? to know
1: for your own benefit in some ways. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, Do you think? Do you think maybe?
0: I'm, I'm probably always, that's how I learn, mm. and that's how I build relationship with people is through, so tell me how you, mm-hmm. and because it was a communications course, and I'm a communicator, I wanted to hear how they would articulate, how they would say it.
1: Hmm. Okay. Because
0: in some ways, Rob, part of what made me feel like a failure was I felt silenced, hmm. in the way I was talking about my faith. Okay. And I, I do gain a lot of energy from listening to younger people. I just hmm. do. And so, as they, as each of my students took the stage, so to speak. And how many students are there? Uh, there's there's about fifty.
1: Wow. So this is from the, quite, yeah, quite a few stories. From, yeah.
0: So I got to hear, and they first had to write it to me before they could speak it. Hmm. So one night, so that night I was excited. I they had uploaded all their assignments, and I mean, I'm one of these weird professors that I actually look forward to reading what they put on there. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm interested to get to know each person.
1: Hmm.
0: And by the end of my two hours of reading the first class, I was weeping. Hmm. I wow. had no idea. In the I teach every other year sometimes because of the speaking and the writing. I had not taught for an entire. So this was. Two years later, I hadn't taught, hmm. okay? The culture had changed that much. And I actually even have some of the things that they said about their faith that I thought maybe I could read if we have a time. But yeah. but I heard confusion. I heard I long for God. That's why I came to the school, but I don't have a faith yet.
1: Hmm.
0: I heard there's no way I can have Faith, because of my past,
1: hmm. not good enough. Right,
0: not good enough. Or I, I have too much baggage. Um, my parents stopped taking me to church. I wish they would have taken me to church. Hmm. I, I wasn't prepared for their for the admittance of longing for the faith, but not knowing how to get there.
1: You know what's really interesting about that is just. They're, it sounds like they were pretty vulnerable,
0: very vulnerable, and
1: they knew that they were going to share this with the rest of the class. Yes, so they and that they even had a desire to because I remember I took speech in college, (laughs) yeah, and of course we picked topics that had nothing to do with us, right? (laughs) Right? We were talking about external stuff, but the fact that somebody would be, or that a group that size. Mm Would be hungry enough or willing enough to take the risk?
0: Well, that was an assignment, don't forget.
1: So okay. they did have to but do it. But they didn't have to tell you intimate details. They could have made stuff up that's or, true. or left, they could out, have. They could left have. out facts. you
0: were right. But you know, that's one thing, Rob, I'd say that's different.
1: Hmm.
0: Uh, when it comes to talking about themselves, they everyone in that room would know if they weren't telling the truth.
1: Now, so that's very interesting Mm -hmm. because that sounds like a generational difference. Yes, it is.
0: And when you think about, I don't know about you, but my growing up in, you know, I went to Liberty University. Mm -hmm. I grew up during the, you know, Bible Belt times in in that part of the South. There was a lot of outward, you know, appearance of what faith was to be. Mm -hmm. And even as a young person, I, I rebelled against it. I couldn't quite articulate it when I was real young, but the generation we are in now, they would not tolerate that for a second.
1: So you're saying that there's more of a standard of authenticity to some yes. degree. So okay. Now people listening to this mm-hmm. are going to say, "So if that's the case Pam, mm-hmm. why is it not true in like social media?" Because this is a group that is also raised up in social media, which everybody says is the most inauthentic thing.
0: And that's why I want to talk to you today. Oh, interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. Because I think it's time for us to take responsibility about the way we're talking about our faith. Okay. And the more that we, at when, when I mean we, I mean all of us. I'm not going to mm-hmm. put an age on this. I'm not going to put a gender on this. I'm not even going to put a theological background on this. Okay. I believe that the the more we talk about faith that is for everyone and we talk about what real when let's how do you even define faith
1: yeah i was just going to okay, say where just, do we begin okay let's just
0: go there so so if so faith really right is the evidence of things not seen okay um it is what pleases god faith is who god says he is and what and what god promises to do that's that's faith faith is not going to church reading our bibles doing service and working on social justice that might be the outcome of some faith but that's actually not how scripture defines faith Mm. and we have had a conversation a public conversation somehow that has confused uh the culture of what faith is
1: so so are you trying to say that faith we have not internalized faith enough that it's it is it's we've gotten to these external aspects of faith yes rather than focusing on the internal
0: yes and you know why we have because we think we're responsible for our faith that was one of the things that came out over and over in
1: my students oh interesting
0: and get what does what here's what i would say is well first of all God initiates our faith. Right. I, I'm not. I didn't create my faith. You didn't create your faith. And so I actually believe that that you that when God initiates your faith and you have, if you actually have turned to Him and said yes, to Him, you can't lose that. Hmm. And a lot, what I heard over and over was, "I don't. I want more faith. I don't know how to get it." Hmm. Well, if we're going to talk about true spiritual faith in Jesus, he's responsible for transforming your faith. We do have responsibility in it, which we'll get to in a little mm-hmm. bit, but that to me is the greatest lie, is that I have to somehow conform to some standard or make my life look a certain way so that I can be a person of
1: faith. And so you're saying that that's what ties into this social media inauthenticity is yes. that I have to create an image that isn't true about me in order to be accepted.
0: Absolutely. In fact, one of my daughters came home from high school one day, and she was really troubled by something, and she was talking to me about one of her friends. And I said, oh, but, you know, so-and-so, you know, aren't they this way? And she said, Mom, I'm going to tell you something. She said, you think she's so great. She said, and... What's fascinating is every morning on her Instagram, she puts a picture of her coffee mug, her Bible's open, and her journal. And yet when she's out on the soccer field, she is the meanest girl you've ever met. In fact, she's so hypocritical, I don't want anything to do with her anymore. Hmm. And that right there, um, that's a problem.
1: So it sounds like, I'm curious to know from your perspective, how much image, Hmm. uh, you know, because think about. I just think about that Nike um, campaign years and years ago with Andre Agassi where it's image is everything. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. But what's... You know (laughs) what's interesting about that? Yeah. Is that that got um, inculcated into the culture. Huh. And then then we created technology around it. Inadvertently, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. But you had this ability Mm. to control your image. Because think about this, Pam. I mean, like, we're getting on in years. But... (laughs) Let's say, let's say a couple of decades ago, yeah, people were not talking about personal branding, right? Okay, okay, and so hmm. you have a whole culture that was not actually acclimated to this image concept. Hmm. It was thrust upon them, hmm. um, and so what what it sounds like when you when you're describing this is this management of yes. your image. Which creates this sort of vacuum Mm -hmm. of Mm -hmm. the authentic aspects Mm -hmm. of who you really are. And like you just said, people see it. Yes. But we're not talking about it. Because everybody knows. Everybody knows now. Like, I joke around with my wife. I said, hey, what do you notice about this photo on social media? This is like one of my favorite things to do. Okay. And she's like, oh, she looks fantastic. And I said, yeah. But did you notice the other people in the photo? And it's like their child looks like <laughs> their face is contorted and all this stuff. I said now, why was this photo chosen? <laughs> because she has the light shining perfectly on her and her hair is slightly blowing in the wind. But if she were to choose the photo for the for the mm. family, she wouldn't have her son looking contorted like this. That's good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then you think about like how many photos did this person go through? How long did it take? Yeah. And we were at Disneyland not that long ago, and there was this girl who was doing, like, what looked like an intro video. Must have been 30 times at Disneyland where she was, like, moving, and I'm gesturing, showing right, right, my hand right, moving right, right. up. And she was just doing this over yeah. and over. And, yeah, like, you had this expression on your face of, like, a sad, That's sad, pathetic. Um mm-hmm. and it was, mm-hmm. but that goes to the point you're making. There, there's this image management mm-hmm. that's going on, and now you're saying that there's this real gap. Y-
0: Absolutely.
1: So, and so you discovered, con- and
0: so, the, and it's and it's caused confusion. Hmm. But it and and I think and it's caused caused a confusion in identity.
1: Interesting. So they they form an identity in this image. Mm-hmm and then it creates this confusion with their actual identity but do they have an actual identity in your well we all have an
0: actual identity right.
1: but i mean one that they're uh, they're actively aware of
0: they're trying to find it rob that's okay. what, that's where that's why i feel like almost a sense of if i can use it, i mean i almost feel angry about it hmm. like we can't just stand here and hope they can figure this out right we need to talk about it differently. We need to be innovative. We have to change the way, and I believe the church needs to change the way that she talks about faith. (laughs)